It's very regal. It's riche. Yes. It's old money. Henrietta's uh, old money. Uh, I love that take. I am taking that and running with it. I mean, is it psycho or is it just great planning? I'm like, why are we out here? Because <laughs> they, they love the game. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do not want to hit a little white golf ball around. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Henny and Hallie Can't Quit Golf. Can't. Sorry, I'm going to do it the American can't. way. Henny and Hallie Can't Quit Golf. Hallie, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Henny. How are you? I'm good. Was that accent? How was that on a scale of one to ten? That was that was great. That was great. Yeah. I mean, I get told that I have a California girl thing going on with my accent. It's a little, it's a like quit. a little bit whiny, you know, a little whiny, like a valley girl. Again, belly girl. Oh my god. Oh my god. Penny, where are you right now? That background looks a little little diff from what I used from what I used to. <sighs> okay. I so um I basically, you know, we moved to England in December. I do. I have since been in one, two, three, four different Airbnbs since then with a one-year-old and two dogs which is the most unfun thing in the world ever. Um, Kaya's walking and exploring cupboards. And yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing to try and baby-proof each at each point. What have you been up to? Where are you? you look like So I am you also, you're an, Air, you're in an Airbnb. I am also in an Airbnb. Um, yeah, I'm in an Airbnb. Airbnb. It's kind of hard to say quickly. Airbnb. Actually, no, it's not at all. Anyways, so um, I am in San Luis Obispo, which is like three hours north of LA in this little Mm -hmm. cabin on a little um, fish pond. It's so cute. And I just Mm -hmm. wanted to go. I have a lot of travel coming up here. Um, So I just needed like three days to, you know, I deleted social media off my phone, just recentering. And, you know, just setting my intentions for the rest of the year. And so, yeah, it'll be good. I'm going to go to a, we're going to go to like a vineyard and just, yeah, I'm excited. Just a little three day, three day getaway. Yeah. Lovely. No golf clubs or golf clubs? No golf clubs. No golf clubs. Much to Billy's, my boyfriend's dismay. Although I think his are in the car, but he (laughs) he probably make a couple swings, but, (laughs) but yeah, nice to take a break and you know after we both do so much traveling so it's nice to be able to just like sit on your ass for a minute (laughs) and take it all in (laughs) yeah and you've been busy I mean you are always busy traveling but you last time we spoke you were about to tee off at Pebble Beach on the hay how was that yeah it was really really fun it was um yeah, that par three course is incredible. And um, my team won. So we, it was just each team was competing for a different charity. So all the money was going to, you know, great causes. But, uh, but yeah, it was really fun and got to, I think, you know, play golf with Don Cheadle and Michael Pena and all these yeah. really incredible people. So um, I, had, I had a great time. It was, I did not know that there were going to be that many people. There was like a thousand people watching Henny. I've never wow. seen, I was like, Oh my God. Were you don't nervous? Yeah. I was like, don't blade this wedge. <laughs> I will kill someone. Um, so and I, I've rolled up, you know, I, I like, Oh, I, it was a part three. I'm like, I don't need to warm up. Morgan Pressel was on the other team. She was, she hit some balls. I'm like, Oh my God, I should hit balls. I should have hit balls. <laughs> but, um, but I just took you a few extra practice. Rolled straight out onto the first tee. Yeah. Yeah. It was it. a bad idea. Um, I love it. But it was really fun. It was really fun. 
that that's very henny style i'm very proud of you thank you yeah i gotta do better just you know just getting up there and and not thinking so it was good yeah i love it um we were just chatting about obviously i'm not really trying to get kaya into golf but kaya is entering the golf world and i Mm -hmm. joined a golf club explicitly so that we could hopefully in the future enjoy golf as a family obviously billy probably has smuggled his golf clubs into the boot of the car he is golf obsessed how nice is it to have family members friends significant others partners just be involved in golf and love golf and share that yeah i think it's really nice to be able to play the ones with the ones that you love honey and you know we've played competitively and at a high level but most people golf is a leisurely activity it's something that they do for fun to de-stress and bond with their friends and family and like our guest this week heather that's what golf is for her heather mcmahon she is an incredibly hilarious comedian she is a podcaster she is an actor she's just you know she what was she that? You're going to say something? Acting. Speaking of the actor part of things, uh, she was acting in my new, brand new favorite Christmas film, Love Hard, which is on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. It's quirky. I didn't expect to like it because it initially I was like, oh, this is going to be, you know, a little bit predictable, but actually very funny, very good. Loved her in it. Yeah. So Heather's awesome. She has a great relationship with golf. It is purely a leisure activity. And I'm excited for you to hear more about that and her fierce rivalry with her husband, Jeff. So enjoy this conversation. Heather McMahon, welcome to the pod. We've got, we were talking about our names a second ago. We've got Heather, Henny, Hallie, Triple H. We're, we're a, we're a triple force right here. I love it. We are a girl group waiting to wear spandex and do a group dance together. Oh, Listen, I grew up in the Spice Girls. That was my first concert I ever went to. And yeah. um, Spice of Your Life. And Ginger had just quit the band, Jerry. And I don't know why I went to the concert in Atlanta. And I don't know why for a second I thought that she was still going to at least come to the Atlanta date. I was like, oh, no, she knows that I'm here. She's going to come. <laughs> and I was dressed in like a Union Jack, like flag, like full, full dress as Ginger Spice. And I was yeah. about, I'd say nine years old. And when she didn't come out, I hysterically cried for the rest oh. of the concert. <laughs> So that reminds me, that's like when people go, I mean, I went to Riviera, the golf tournament in LA a few weeks ago and like the amount of people that I heard, like, where's Tiger? Is Tiger here? Is Tiger here? I'm like, guys, like Tiger hasn't played a golf tournament in a year. Like, it's just like, let him rest. Like Tiger's chilling. Like we're, we're just happy that he's like on two feet walking around right now. So yeah, still found time to win the 8 million and beat and troll Phil Mickelson, which was just hilarious. Oh yeah. So Heather, the PGA tour has this thing called the player impact program. Okay. And basically it's a gauge of the, the impact that you have. But a lot of that, I guess the most visual part that the public can see is like social media. Got it. So you basically are saying that if I a decent at golf. I could go out there, stir the pot, and make money just from stirring the pot and giving yes. a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then I need to start working on my game because yeah. <laughs> I mean, hello. This I would I would love this. I would show up in wigs. You know what I mean? Like I would just I would give the audience what they wanted. Like yeah. and they I would just get the follows just because I'd be like, listen, I'm gonna give you a show. I'm gonna give you yeah, a show. Exactly. Oh, wow. I mean, you would get so many sponsors invites just for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if you think the same, Hallie, but it's funny because we just explained to you the biggest 
bit of golf shade that basically broke golf Twitter. And in explaining it, I almost felt a little bit embarrassed that that was huge golf shade. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, somebody just going, whoops, like, <laughs> and we're like, oh. yeah, people like are savage. We will tear uh. each other apart. But I love that people are like, you made a mistake. Oh, man. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Heather, we want to talk to you a little bit about your relationship with golf. I know that you played golf in high school. How did that come about? Like, how did high school Heather Mm -hmm. join the golf team? Um, Okay. How did Heather join the golf team? Um, So I was a son my dad never had. So I was, um, grew up next to our golf course. So I played golf my whole life, like did the junior club championships and all the, that, uh, hated the game, always did it just because like, it was either you did tennis or golf, right? You're like a suburban kid in Georgia. What do you do? So I got decent at golf and then I started playing in high school begrudgingly because I really, I wasn't into softball. Soccer was too much sprinting. Basketball, absolutely not. I don't like the sound of sneakers going across a court. So I was like, all right, I know golf, I'll stick to it. Um, But then it became very competitive in high school. And I just knew I was like, I'm doing this as a leisure sport. Like I'm trying to have a glass of wine, uh, relax, you know, even in high school, I was like, yeah, let's just have like a, you know, a mimosa and just chill. Um, So it got very competitive and I used to ban and my dad was like such a great uh, sports dad. He wasn't like, you have to do this, but I would just ban him for my competitions. Cause I was like, I don't want you breathing down my neck. So I'll never forget. I was on like 18 at a state championship and I didn't think my dad had come. And I hear like a crack of a can in a bush and I'm literally going into putt. And I literally, I'm like, dad, get out of the bush. And my dad had just opened <laughs> a diet Coke can in the bush. And he's a heavy set guy. And he came out and he was like, you could hear that. I was like, yes, dad, you, I could, I knew it was you and your diet Coke in that bush. So it was kind of like one of the, my sister played as well. We both played it like begrudgingly, but just had fun. I realized I'm competitive about certain things in my life, but when it comes to golf, like, because it was one of those things where it's like, it had to be competitive. Now I'm like, I just want to have fun. And then my, I play with my husband now and he puts a lot of effort into it and still sucks. So it's, it's like feeling that competition again in me though. Cause I'm like, well, he's got like two coaches practices six days a week and still isn't that great. So I feel like I could beat him. It's really all the only reason I want to play golf now is to one up my husband. That's it. Yeah. How, how far along the journey are you? Have you beat him? Are you close? Where are you at with that? Listen, if we go around, tinker around on a Sunday, play nine holes, I can beat him. But um, I really, I got to get new clubs. Like I've decided, you know, I was on tour all of fall and I was just, I was never home. And now I, my, my schedule is slowing down. I'm like this spring, this is when I thrive. I'm ready to like start taking lessons again, get equipped. Like I want the gear. I want the full gear. And I think I'm going to do it low key. Like I'm not going to tell him that I'm practicing. He's going to think I'm at the gym, but I actually have a trainer. Like I'm really ready to like just show up this summer, maybe even on our honeymoon and whoop some ass is where I'm at. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And then the I next like stop, the, the PGA tour, winning the player impact program. Like it's all, yes, just exactly. Go it's one yeah. foot in front of the other, but they're, you know, I'm turning 35 in two weeks. It's like, there's nothing you can't do over 35. Let's just go. You know, <laughs> exactly. I was a late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. 30 is a pretty, I mean, wild, but also somewhat, feel like you you're getting things figured out 
like when I was in my teens, I always had earmarked 30 as that was the age that I was going to have my shit together. Right. You're Sorry like, I'm going to noise in the 30. background. My dog is trying desperately to get my attention right now. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Heather has some, Heather has an, an incredible dog that if you have, I mean, I, yeah, if, I got a French bulldog named Rigatoni and he's, he's just <sighs> an absolute menace. He's just, we have a, like a landscape architect coming in like 10 minutes. And I said, I told my husband, I was like, keep the dog inside. Like, don't, <laughs> don't let this woman get attacked by this tiny French bulldog. Cause he's, he's nuts. I he's love so the cute. name Rigatoni. Yeah. Full name is Rigatoni Cannoli Gandolfini Daniels. Very Italian. But he's French. Wow. So I don't know how that worked out. That is an amazing name. <laughs> We're talking about our names at the start. He just trumps all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to, even like when I have human children, I just kind of want to name them after my favorite foods. You know, I don't know. Maybe I have a daughter named Mozzarella. Call her Ella. I'm trying to figure it all out. But I really I just. That. Yeah. I like that. That's a I love thing. that. I tell yeah. people that my name, that Hallie sometimes occasionally, like my hairdresser yesterday was like, is your name short for anything? And I was like, yeah, it's actually Hallelujah Ledbetter. And she's like, oh my God, that's beautiful. <laughs> but then she started coming up. She like made up the story in her head. She's like, were you a miracle baby? And I'm like, no, yeah. I'm just fucking with you. But <laughs> yeah, but go with it. I like that. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Very um, like Dana Costa love you. I'm very into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Heather, so you mentioned Jeff, your husband, um, which in a, in a roundabout way is how we met. Um, yes. And your husband, he is a golf hardo. Like I remember when I came to your show in LA, he had his colonial country club hat on. Yes. He is. He is so into it. Like so into it. He is so into it. And it really is sweet. And um, it's like his jam. So here's the thing. I said I would always support his dreams, his hopes, and his dreams. Although he's playing so much golf now that I'm like, where did you go? You know what I mean? <laughs> I need you to do things for me. I said I'd never become one of those nagging wives. It's like, you can't play golf today. But there are days where I'm like, hi, I don't, like, what is going on? I need you to, to like, be all hands on deck and help me with stuff. Um, but no, he loves it, y'all. He's such a golf nerd. And he, like, really does the research. He understands the history behind it. Like, he is obsessed with it. I just oh, go wow. out and I'm, like, friends with everyone's wives. I'm like, let's party and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, I love and respect the game because I played it growing up, but it's just really cute to see him. Like, I mean, he's such a fan. He's such a fan. It's insane. <laughs> Is it nice, obviously, with your golfing background from having played in high school and with your dad and your sister? Is yeah. that a nice thing to connect over with your significant other? Because sometimes it can be like a bone of contention, I think, in a yeah. lot of relationships. It's like, hey, always out golf. I know I don't understand it. I can't get on board with it. It's just an annoying thing. No, it's cool because we can watch golf together and I really understand it, enjoy it. I like, I can't watch tennis. I don't understand how tennis is scored. It makes no sense to me. I'm, I have no idea what's going on. Everyone's like, tennis is so easy. I'm like, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. But golf, we love like Sundays to me, the perfect Sunday, like laying on the couch with that. It's almost like ASMR to me with a golf tournament, yeah. right? Just that's my perfect Sunday, eating something I shouldn't be eating and watching golf. Um, no, it's great. And I mean, I think it's fun. Like, like I said, I'm going to secretly get really good at it this spring and then just start whooping ass. But I think if we could play in like golf tournaments together, like that would be kind of cute, you know? I'm yeah. Kind of that. So cute. Little couples, little like wine and nine. Yeah. 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 Be awesome. Wait, speaking of wine and nine, um, on one of your more recent podcast episodes, you talked about Jeff doing the unthinkable 
with a, with wine and some sort of golf course beverage. Can you, can you just <laughs> recap that as I see you get your face I'm get already very angry? So when Jeff goes and plays golf with the boys, you know, the boys, he makes his thing. I don't even, what, what is it? Oh, a juice box. They call it a juice box. This is the most asinine, disgusting. I'm upset. I need to personally apologize to Silver Oak, the wine, um, the winemakers. So they take Silver Oak, put it over crushed ice and add like uh, ginger ale to it. And they call it a juice box. I said, this is, he thinks it's like kitschy and funny. And he's like with the boys. I'm like, no, you just ruined like a $200 bottle of wine. I can't, <laughs> you know, I mean, they also yeah. drink, what are those? Um, oh damn. What's the thing with the grape juice and the ginger ale and the vodka? transfusions? Yeah. Transfusion. He also loves a transfusion. I, so I love you. a transfusion. What's your, yeah, what's your too. go-to drink on a, on a golf course, Heather? Mm. You know, I used to be a white wine gal, hard, like a white wine spritz, you know, like a buttery Chardonnay where it tastes like a Krispy Kreme in your mouth. I want to drink whatever the, the ladies over 70, uh, you know, their nine hole team, whatever they're drinking, I'm consuming as well. You know, mm-hmm. I believe you have to go out there and really play the game and be on brand. So whoever's slowing me down in front of me, I'm drinking what they're drinking. This is making me feel basic because I hadn't heard of a transfusion mimosas I could get on board I was just a general like I'm a beer drinker on the golf course like you know when you sort of divide up where your beverages go so like if I'm having a curry it's a beer if Mm. I'm having some meat it's some wine nice salad on a terrace white wine um golf that's my I've got my beer hat on with golf you're opening up a whole new world for me here Listen, I'll crush a brew dog. You know what I mean? I'm not opposed. I love an ice cold beer. I'm a Southern gal, but I'm going to drink like a Bud Heavy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want a light beer. If I'm going to do it, I want like a Budweiser in the glass. And like, but if you have like four of those, you're done. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the sand trap. So I just cruise with the white wine, stay hydrated. See, I have a theory that there's like this perfect balance point Mm -hmm. of tipsy but not too drunk mm-hmm. that you just don't think about your golf swing you don't think about the game you're just out there enjoying yourself jamming some tunes like if you go too far over it's a steep drop it, off yeah, yeah it can be an emotional that's when you start like there, kind of crying still thinking oh my arm should be here yeah well i remember i played golf at southern hills where they're hosting the pga championship i think uh yeah this year and I, they had this incredible drink there. It's a frozen margarita, but it's made with vodka. I would love to say that I have the knowledge of that golf course to speak to it (laughs) this year when the tournament comes up, I can remember about the first five holes. Cannot tell you what the back nine looks like at all. Uh, you know, it's like one of those things, like Henny said, it's, there's a certain point with alcohol that you have to be at. And, but after you, you know, if you exceed it, you're screwed, but you know, it's funny though, because drinking, you know, obviously Henny played golf at a really high level. I played golf at a relatively high level and drinking in the golf course was something that was very foreign to me. And I was like, wait, we drink when we you know, because I mean, Heather, do you, you drink when you're on stage? Like, no, it's funny. You should say that. Cause everyone thinks that I party so hard before my shows. Like people will say like, Heather, meet us at the bar across the street. I'm like, I'm about to do a show in front of thousands of people in this like historic theater. Like, no, I'm not 
I'm not going to drink. Um, I sometimes will have like a white wine or something on stage uh, if it's like the late show, but I really like, I'm like, this is my job. Like, so when you're a professional athlete, you know, and in, or if you're playing at a collegiate level, like you show up, this is your job. So right. now to be able to go out and like play golf and just kick it, like, yeah, I'm gonna have a couple of cocktails, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's crazy though, when you look at golf, because golf is one of those things, granted, you've got Tiger and Rory and Bryson, all these guys that are like legit athletes. But I took a, a friend of mine who had never been to a golf tournament to Riviera a few weeks back. And he was like, I was kind of amazed of like some of these guys, they're not built like, like they're athletes in the sense that they have, have incredible timing and hand-eye coordination yeah. and whatever, but you know, they're having a few beers after the round and you see some guys smoking cigs on the course and golf is, you never see any tennis players smoking <laughs> a cig, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. Sets. You're right. My, one of my best friends in the world, uh, Dory Carter, she played briefly, um, um, on the tour and she, you know, she, we were at Ole Miss. And so she would get up and do these like 5am workouts and we would be hung over from the night before. And I'd look at her and I, you know, since somebody played golf in high school and I'm not down playing sport, but I looked at her and I go, Dory, it's 5am. Like you play golf. Like you're good. She's like, Heather, I got to do weights today. Like she's like, I, and she, I think she looked at me one day and she goes, yeah, I know this is kind of bullshit. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm like, it's go out and like, you're fine. You don't need to like, yeah, she would have to do like three workouts a day. I was like, this is too much. This is aggressive. It's golf, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like golf is almost, um, and I'd love to get into the comparison with stand-up and comedy and acting and golf and the comparisons, but I almost feel like I needed a creative release sometimes. Like it was so intense that right. on certain weeks off, I needed to like smoke something or drink or just like get out of my own way, I guess yeah. is how I would describe it. So that when it was time to knuckle down again, I could be freer and have had that space and almost like I hear release you. and blow out and then yeah. just focus. Are you back like, on. I need to go do ayahuasca for a week in Peru and like pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. Pretty <laughs> much. I love that. I'm like, I need a, I'm so intense on this and golf is takes up every single moment of your brain and body and soul and heart that I just need like a, and then I'm back. Going to Palm Springs. Is is it similar with any similarities there with stand-up? You know what? I find that golf and this is probably why I gravitate towards golf. Golf and stand-up are very much so the same. The only thing you have to blame is yourself but you will find anything else to blame but yourself. Like when I'm having a night or whatever, and I'm like, maybe something feels off. I'm like, yeah, it was the crowd or that theater. Like the, the acoustics was weird or like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's stool that they brought up on stage seemed a little wonky. Like I couldn't get my bearings. I will blame anything else, but my actual performance, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I feel like when I play golf too, it's like, oh, the wind is due North or it's too, um, it's too chilly. Like my hands were cold the whole time. I mean, you literally will find anything else to um to put the blame on but it's also it's like a solo sport you know what I mean you are out there you are on your own it is sink or swim and there's nothing like being on that first tee box right like I still am building up the courage to continue to like play golf in front of people but it's like when you get out there and you're about to say your first joke it's dead silent you're waiting you have to have that one once you get that one ball off the tee box and you hit it straight once you get that one you know good joke out and you get that laugh you're like all right now we're in it now we're in it Yeah, I actually felt nervous you just describing that and I'm very visual. So I'm like imagining what that would be like. Just step out onto the stage, dead silence. You're like, all right, I've got to deliver. 
Heather, yeah. and, and it's, and now I'm, now I'm like thinking of all kinds of, of golf comparisons, because let's mm-hmm. say you do get off to a bad start, right? Like right. you're on stage, you, you hit it in the water off the right. Like you're making bogey on the first hole, but you've still got like, you know, your show's 90 minutes. You've still got like a long way to go. So how do yes. you like, because also in golf, you know, you have time in between shots. You can kind of like reset, take a deep breath. Be like, all right, like comedy, you can't necessarily be like, all right, guys, I'll be right back. I just need to like reset. <laughs> like, yeah. let me just like reframe and yeah, yeah, yeah. Going again. Um, well, you know, it's interesting because comedy is one of those things where it's just like brutally honest. Now, granted, now that I'm touring, like, you know, it's a very curated, tailored show, but I've had plenty of times where, like, in my early days of like doing open mics, you're like, if you know that the audience isn't feeling you, you're like, all right, I've got another five minutes. And that feels like the, it literally feels like you played 18. You're like four and a half hours later, you know, like <laughs> you have to stick it out. You have to stay, stay the course literally and, and finish your set. Um, you know, I've had amazing shows, even at touring now, the audience doesn't know any different. They're like, that was, I had the time of my life, but still as a, you always know when you're doing your best too. So sometimes y'all walk off stage and be like, God, that was you know, I want to change this or I want to do this differently, but it's like, go out and give them a show. You know, the show must go on. And, and it is with golf too. Yeah. You could be uh, just absolutely shanking them left and right. And you're like, I got to still do this. And you, you know, yeah, you I got to go yeah. and I got to finish this. I got to in the card, you know? Yeah. Have, you ever exactly. have either y'all in a professional setting just been like, fuck it, I'm done. Uh, and literally like walked off. Yeah. Like a temper tantrum. Like I'm done. Um, kind of, but it wasn't like a temper tantrum, temper tantrum. It was like a, I genuinely, for the life of me, could not find a fairway. And I was slowing down the players with me and I was just anchoring and I was going to miss the cut by a mile. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this is not fair on other people or myself. And I was like, there's no chance that I am finding anything out here at all. It's like we're, we're bad we're done yeah. and I'm not gonna like hurt myself and other people um so that would be the only time that I did but it wasn't so much it was more that than like a oh I can't do this there has been right. times where I've very intricately visualized like a helicopter coming overhead and just airlifting me off the yeah. golf course <laughs> and taking me really far away to a pit and then just yeah. like burying me yeah um for at least 100 years yeah. So I could think about what I've done. Yeah. Uh, numerous occasions that but like fake an injury. You're like, you just like roll into a sandbox and you're like, guys, I got <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I'll do yeah. this. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I've had a few. So I've never, I've never personally walked off the golf course, but I will say my worst horrific story ever about golf. But I will say I had a friend of mine that played at Rollins, a school that I transferred to from Arkansas. And I, I, I was not there on the team when this happened, but apparently there was this sort of like turtle backed green mm-hmm. and she kept like chipping back and forth and back and forth. And ultimately she just picked up her ball and walked to the clubhouse. Yeah. Um, and so my coach was like, oh, okay. But my <laughs> first memory ever that I honestly wish I could have done this. Cause I still have nightmares about this was when I played at Arkansas with our friend, Olivia Levy, who, you know, yeah. her, and that's how we met. Um, it was SEC championships and I made like, I made like a 14 on a hole 
And it was like our third to last hole. And I have never wanted to throw myself off a cliff so much (laughs) in my life, but I had to play the next two holes. Like I had to, you know, and I'm so embarrassed. My face is beat red. I'm like crying. My parents are there and I got it, you know, but like, I got to finish out and it's just, Oh, you have to finish out. And then you go in the locker room and you just like, I need to, you just sit there in silence in the steam room for like an hour. Yeah. And I'm like, why do we do, why do I do, why, did like, I do why am I doing this? Yeah. I, that's so incredibly yeah. character building, you know, like, oh, for yeah. sure. been, I think those times where you just do want to be airlifted off, mm-hmm. but you have to literally put one foot in front of the other and just like keep moving and keep swinging or keep talking and just keep going. I feel like you, really like show yourself that you can dig down deep. Well, I, I yeah, had a, like an epiphany a while ago. I was doing the show and I was about to walk off on, st- about to go out on stage and I'm all hyped and ready to go. And I literally looked at my, my friend, Christina was backstage with me. And I go, this is the dumbest idea. And she's like, what? I'm like, that I'm just going to go out in front of like 4,000 people and, and say jokes. This doesn't make sense. I was like, <laughs> I literally had like an outer body experience where I was like looking at myself about to walk out. And I was like, why am I doing this? Who, who paid money to come here and see? Right. <laughs> but it's hard though, too, especially. And I would think in, in comedy as well, because in golf, like if you have a bad round, right. It's, you know, it's, you shoot a number and the number's the number, but yeah. you're, you're not getting a pat on the back from your coach. If you, if you're not playing well, and it's really yeah. hard to not tie that into your self-worth as a person, especially when you're sure. spending like hours and hours and hours trying to be a great golfer. And if you don't play well, and I think even more so in comedy, like there's automatic feedback from the 4,000 people. Like if they liked your oh, joke, yeah, yeah. Dumb, you immediately you know? know, you immediately know. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, again, it, they're both very just solo sports comedy is mm-hmm. it's you, it's a mic, it's, you've got your tools, you hope you're prepared and then you just got to rip it. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I have sure. one final question. We've taken up so much of your time and then we'll let you go. Um, just wrapping up our golf and um, stand up theme. Hallie's just done her first live broadcast as well. And I'm now working in the broadcasting side of things. Amazing. And I feel like the, you know, everything's all connected and we've found so many comparisons, but I feel like um, you are someone I look to who is a hundred percent themselves. You seem to just be you in any situation. And I love that. And I think that's so important to broadcasting, to performing, stand up, golf course, you are completely exposed. And, you know, if you're not yourself, then what are you doing out there? And I think that's a tough thing to handle. So what advice just to finish up, would you have for people on how to be yourself when you're perhaps nervous or you're feeling the strain and you maybe don't have your best stuff? Well, that's very kind of you to say. I mean, this is kind of what I learned. Like being in entertainment, I, you know, obviously I audition all the time to play all these different people. And the things that would always win them over was when I was just myself. And that's why I always gravitated towards comedy. I was like, what I'm selling is me and like my point of view and my perspective. I mean, I still have days where I'm like insecure about stuff or nervous, but I think it's just, listen, we're all different. We're all unique, but it's like, if you, I always say this, like, especially when 
young girls would come to me and like, I want to get an entertainment or what do I do? I said, listen, find out what you're good at and then just stay in your lane. Like it's like being on the Autobahn, just go 110 miles down, you know, the Autobahn and just go for it, figure it out. I was like, okay, I know I'm, I'm good at giggling and bringing joy and like writing jokes. So let me just do that and focus on that. So it's like just focusing in, honing in on like what you're good at and then just, and then just not taking no for an answer. Right. Like I still all trust me, I had an audition last night for and I quote a woman with no friends. And I was like, every day I am constantly humbled in this business. But it's like if I just keep doing my own thing, the, the opportunities will come. I hope that answered your question. Nobody yeah, should ever absolutely. Give life advice. OK. All right. Like, I can shit my pants like three days ago. OK, so don't come to me for life advice. You give great life advice, Heather. Seriously. No, you, you've you've helped me a ton. And I think like, like, like Henny said, just, you know, you inspire me and I know so many others just by being yourself and you, you know, it's, it's, it's good to be, you know, live out loud and, and just, you know, be goofy. And I think that's, you do such a great job of just, of, you know, showing like, if you, if you be yourself, that great things can happen. So we we have all found out that we, the three of us are great at drinking and playing golf. We know our lanes, we know our drinks, we've Mm -hmm. got our balance points sorted and we should just go forth in that direction. Well, I would really like some help too with my golf game. So if y'all want to, I'll be your motivational speaker. If y'all will <laughs> help me, I've got a good we short can help game. You there. The long game needs work. So whenever y'all are ready, I'd love a lesson. All it's right. mission right. beat Jeff. We're all on yes. board. Yes, exactly. yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> tell, tell Jeff we're coming for him. All right, Heather, thank right. you so much. We really appreciate it. And we'll hope to see you soon. Absolutely. Thanks ladies. All right. Thanks Heather. Take care. Well, that was awesome, honey. I love Heather. And I thought that was really interesting what she said about, you know, that was a great question at the end that you asked about being herself. And I thought the point that she made about acting and getting roles, being herself, because that's one thing I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't call myself an actress, but I did <laughs> my first acting gig a few weeks ago. Um, and it was actually really funny because. Wait, I, what? I think you did? I did. Oh, no. I mean, when I say acting gig, it was it was um, for for Connor Moore's show. It was really yeah. cool. It was for um, we did some golf sketches, and but there were like legit actors and comedians that I was doing it with. So that was really really neat. Oh, but awesome. I didn't know. I was like, do I be myself? Do I mm-hmm. be a character? or do I pretend to be someone else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just myself, and I thought, you know, I just thought that was the way to go. Um, but then it made me think about actors in general who have to completely become different people who have different sense of, of self and different values. And I was like, wow, that's really hard to like replace your brain with someone else. So I liked what Heather said, this is, you know, kind of a different tangent, but I liked what Heather said about, uh, you know, when it comes to acting too, she's just herself. Cause we just said the movie love hard. That is your new favorite Christmas movie. I could definitely see her in that character, you know, like that. Yeah. Was yeah. You know, it's really interesting. Like that a hundred percent is related to golf, even though you were like, we've gone off tangent. It's not because when I was growing up, it was all about the Adam Scott Tiger Woods swing. Right. And there was so many lessons that I went to that someone would put my, I can't remember what the program was. Was it V1? V1. Was, I think the golf program. <laughs> the and it was preloaded with a ton of professional swings. And the amount of lessons I went to that I would have my swing next to Adam Scott, Annika Sorensen, Lauren Ochoa, Tiger Woods' swings. And then the lines would be drawn on at different points in the swing to say, you need to be more here because 
these players are here. And then fast forward, that was very much how it was. And you tried to mold your swing to be like one of these players. And then fast forward to now. And I love all these graphics that I see on social media, which is like Matt Wolf, Jim Furyk, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Shane Lowry. And they've all got it in a completely different position. Yet it all works. And I think there's been such a shift. I mean, back in the day, it was only what Jim Furyk, Lee Trevino that you were like, yeah, those are quirky swings. Now there's been a seismic shift to players just doing, you do you, whatever works for you, whatever your blueprint looks like, however your body moves, you right. stick with that. And you don't see John Rum trying to be Matt Wolf. Um, so I think it is, you know, definitely relatable on the golf course. And then obviously now in broadcasting, it's a hundred percent relatable. Um because you do have to 100% be yourself. Otherwise, you come across as awkward. And there's been times in the past where I've thought, oh, I need to change my vocabulary to speak how a golf broadcaster speaks. And that's not how I talk. And it comes across as awkward and stilted. And, um, you know, how I speak naturally is not how a golf broadcaster used to speak. But that's similar to how Matt Wolf swings it was not how you were taught to swing it back in the day. So I think things are changing rapidly and there's definitely more onus, you know, nowadays in our society, which is really cool and just being yourself. Agreed. Agreed. And on that note, Henny, I think that's a good one to sign off on. Everybody be yourself and also everybody send in your questions. We got at Henny Coy here. I'm at Hallie Led. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Is your Instagram also at Henny Koy? At Henny Koy is my Instagram and at Henny Koyak is my Twitter. Okay. I should change them to merge together. Marketing is my strong point. People can figure it out. It's fine. (laughs) And I'm at Helly Led on both of those things, guys. And we're going to send out some little you know, uh, I guess prompts. If you guys have questions for us, we want to hear from you. If you have questions, you know, for our upcoming guests that you'd, that you'd like, or questions for us in particular about our personal lives, not so personal, don't get weird or maybe about golf or really anything, our favorite food, what we like to do for fun, you know, really anything we want to hear from you. We want to connect with you. So keep an eye out for those prompts and tune in to hear the answers. And we'll speak to you guys in a couple weeks. 